It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and save $10 off that first order. On today's show, I want to dive into some NBA news that might be a bit concerning to some of you, and then also talk about what to expect from this Thunder team as they enter the Disney World bubble. As a programming note, this is the third and final episode this week. It'll be a very short week, but very shortly here, Locked On Podcast Network will be shifting back to five days a week from now until the end of 2020-2021 NBA season, if all goes according to plan, of course. Let's start with the expectations for the Thunder as they enter Disney World, because this has been a season that has lacked expectations. This has been a season that all year long, Uh, fans and and even the team itself looked at and thought, you know, whatever happens, happens. Let it be. Whatever happens on the court will be fine. And the Thunder put themselves in position to go to Disney World and be a top four seed. I mean, on the night that the season was canceled in Oklahoma City, they were going to take over that four seed. They were going to take over what would have been home court advantage if we played a normal NBA season. That's how good this team was. So, There's a lot of questions around the restart of what should happen now with the Thunder. The most prevalent question has been, should they tank? Should the Thunder just absolutely lose these games, given their tough schedule, and given the 76ers' easy schedule, and the 76ers can bypass the Thunder, and the Thunder can slide down the standings, and then the Thunder can get their first-round pick back, which is top 20 protected. You know, I've always said this, and I'll continue to say this. The Thunder and any team who is looking to make the postseason – should just go and play basketball. Don't worry about the wins and losses. You just need to go in there and you need to focus on getting back into game shape. You need to focus on getting back into a rhythm of playing basketball after a layoff that has been longer than each of the last three off seasons. You will have more days off this season in the middle of this season than you have in each of the last three off seasons. That's something That is concerning to players, especially when it relates to injuries. So you don't need to be worried about winning or losing. To me, if you're you're a team like the Thunder who are absolutely locked in and have clinched your playoff berth, you need to worry more about getting back into game shape, getting back into uh, a routine and into playing basketball. And if that results in you losing and getting your first round pick back, well, that's pretty cool for the rebuild. But if it results in you winning and you get a 4-3 seed, that's also pretty cool. So the trend of house money continues with these eight seeding games. It's just going to be house money with whatever happens in these first eight games. The question becomes, what are the expectations set for this Thunder team as we shift into the postseason? Because it's just going to be human nature that some fans look at this team, they're in the postseason, and then your expectations heighten to a place that they never were this season and never should have been this season. So the basic question is how far can this team go? How far can the Thunder advance in the postseason? And 
we've spent this whole year saying it was house money, but now it's time to kind of get serious here. And I think anything short of, I think anything short of a second round appearance is a failure for this team. I really do. I think that this team should be good enough to get out of the first round for the first time since Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. So my expectation for the bubble is, of course, getting out of that first round. And, and I don't really care how it looks. If it takes four games, five games, six games, or seven games, just get out of the first round. And then anything past that would be fine. I don't think that they would advance past the second round. But I think that this team should be held to a standard of winning a first-round playoff series. I think that they've proven to be good enough. I think that they've proven to have what it takes to win in the postseason with their clutch stats and things like that uh, to where I think that that's a fair expectation to put on this team. So you start to dive into these matchups now because we are going to have those eight games worth of seeding to where it's very unlikely that it ends up being Utah and Oklahoma City as it stands right now. At the end of these eight games, it probably will not end that way. So what would be the best matchup for Oklahoma City? I think it would be Utah. I mean, we've said that before as Thunder fans. We've definitely said that before, and it ended up uh, very poorly. But this Utah team, to me, I've said it yesterday, I I don't see how people are looking at this team and saying that they can move up, that this team is not good. This team wasn't good. And then they lost their best offensive weapon. So a, a struggling offense loses their best offensive weapon, and they have a point guard who's never fit in with the team, and then they have two guys who are rumored to be beefing with each other a little bit after the coronavirus outbreak. That does not sound like a recipe for success inside of a bubble. It just doesn't. It, it does not sound like a recipe for success whenever you've got a team together, uh, secluded together, alone together. Uh, and again, this team was not working. Even without the, the Rudy Gobert stuff, this team was not working even with their best offensive player. So after they lose their best offensive player, why do we think this team is going to be any any different? It's kind of insane to me how people are thinking that Utah can move up. I think that Utah, the only place they can go is down in the standings, and I think that they're everyone's best matchup. They're everyone's they're who everyone wants to play in this restart. It really is. Uh, so other than that, though, if there's a way that you can see uh, the standings kind of wiggle out to where you can play Dallas. That would be a good matchup as well. Uh, not because Luca's bad or KP's bad, uh, or even the injuries, I don't think, play a part in this because you've they've gotten Trey Burke to fill in for Jalen Brunson. Uh, Willie Colley-Stein opting out, we talked about that yesterday, doesn't really move the needle for Dallas. They don't really use him anyway, and they weren't planning to put him in the playoff rotation. But you look at Dallas, and yes, they have the star power, but their clutch numbers are dreadful. And they've been dreadful the last two years, and it hasn't changed this year. They've been terrible in the clutch, historically bad in the clutch, while the Thunder have been historically good in the clutch. So you keep that game close, you keep that series close, and the Thunder are going to win out with their clutch aspect. So Utah and Dallas, probably your two best matchups. And then you move on to Houston. Now, Houston would be interesting because of the Russell Westbrook aspect, because of the Um, Chris Paul aspect. It won't be as dramatic as it would have been had it been in Houston and Oklahoma City, but it would still be very, very enticing. Now, the thing with Houston is they they are not running a center, and so with the Thunder's ability to have a good center on the floor at all times with Noel and Adams, I don't see how Houston keeps up with that for a seven-game series. You also look at Russell Westbrook, who, God love him, but in the playoffs, he's gotten He's gotten two inside of his own head. I don't see how that doesn't happen playing up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't see how he doesn't become that emotional person who can't control himself on the floor the same way he was against Rudy Gobert. Excuse me, the same way he was against uh, Ricky Rubio 
the same way that he was against Damian Lillard last year. I, I don't see how he can keep his emotions in check. If he couldn't do it against Ricky Rubio, he's not going to be able to do it against a team that he really spent his entire youth with, his entire prime with, building this organization and help building this city. Uh, I, I don't see how he doesn't play outside of himself in that seven-game series. And whenever Russell Westbrook does not play within himself, we've seen how that can blow up a playoff series. And then you shift over to James Harden, who's an un- undeniably good talent, who's an MVP caliber player, but he also struggles in certain playoff moments. We saw it in Oklahoma City. We've seen it in Houston. And I, I think that this Thunder team can absolutely beat the Rockets, and I would pick them to beat the Rockets. And the Rockets are another team uh, that people are kind of projecting to somehow make a run here. I don't think that they have a chance uh, to get out of the second round either. And if they're matching up with the Thunder, I'd still pick the Ro- I'd still pick the Thunder to beat the Rockets. And then the other matchup that's really likely in the first round that you would not uh, you would not be totally afraid of, but it would be the last option of the best matchups. Number four would have to be Denver. Now Denver does have Jokic and they and they do have a, a solid good team. Uh, of course they do, but you look at last year's postseason and you look at every postseason they've been in. Last year, a bad, bad, bad Spurs team took the Nuggets to seven games. They took the Nuggets to seven games. I mean, that, that's really insane to me uh, that that happened. And you're telling me this this team with Chris Paul and Stephen Adams and Gallo uh, and, and such a clutch team, they can't slow down a Denver team that's never worked in the postseason for seven games? They can't win that series? I think that the Thunder are almost a lock to get out of the first round as long as they do not end up in their doomsday scenario. And after the break, we're going to talk about that doomsday scenario. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Magic Spoon Cereal because Magic Spoon Cereal is fantastic. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because I realized there was so much sugar and junk inside of it. You really shouldn't eat cereal. I've been trying to cut down on the carbs, the sugar, and the unhealthy foods and realizing I basically can't eat anything anymore except for Magic Spoon cereal. With zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net net grams of carbs in each serving, four flavors from cocoa, fruity, frosty, and blueberry, it tastes amazing, honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Right now, go to magicspoon.com slash NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure you use our promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in this product that they are backing it with a a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's Magic Spoon cereal, excuse me, that's magicspoon.com slash NBA. Use promo code NBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for being a sponsor of this podcast. Again, magicspoon.com slash NBA, promo code NBA for free shipping. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Blinkist. Blinkist is one of the most useful apps on my phone. Blinkist is a really unique app. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best, the key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and allows you to listen to them or read them in just 15 minutes. I throw Blinkist on while I'm getting some work done at my desk and I want to know some new information. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books all the books you want for one low price right now for a limited time. Blinkist is giving a special offer to only our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA. Try it for free for seven days and save 25% off 
your subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, dot com slash NBA to start your first seven days free and save 25% off that subscription. Promo code NBA at Blinkist.com. So what would be the doomsday scenario for the Oklahoma City Thunder? I, I think that the only way the Thunder do not make it out of the first round, and I'm not sure why this is considered to be something um, bold, but I think that the only way the Thunder do not make it out of the first round is if they play the Clippers. There's no chance that they fall to the eighth seed, but there is a chance slightly that they fall to the seventh seed. If they play the Clippers, then the expectation changes. But if they play anyone other than an L.A.-based team, then the Thunder should absolutely beat them and should absolutely move on to the second round. Without question, in my mind, I think that that's your expectation right there. If you don't play the Clippers and you're not going to play the Lakers, you have to get out of the first round for the first time since Kevin Durant left. Now, the Clippers are the worst possible matchup for this team. So in the second round, that that would create a tough matchup because I think that, that, again, this is the worst case scenario is if you play the Clippers. Even the Lakers, even though they're the one seed, uh, you can find more positives for the Thunder against the Lakers than you can the Clippers. I think that the Clippers would just present a terrible, terrible matchup for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I would like to avoid them at all costs. And if you play anyone but the Clippers in the first round, again, your expectation going into it should be that the Thunder should win that game and should win that series and should move on to the second round. And how awesome will that be to move on to the second round for the first time since Kevin Durant left? So to reset here, there really shouldn't be any expectation for any team in these first eight games, these seeding games. But in the postseason, the Thunder should be expected to get to that second round. Some other Thunder news is that the Chesapeake Energy Company has officially filed for bankruptcy. We've talked about this before on this podcast. And their spending report came out, and they have the largest season ticket package in the NBA. They have the largest season tickets ticket package for the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA. That's almost impressive. I mean, they must have just been buying everything for a market like Oklahoma City to produce the largest and most expensive season ticket package for Chesapeake. And, and their expense report was actually really funny. And, you know, looking at it after they filed for bankruptcy, they had a lot of stuff on there that they probably shouldn't have. Uh, but looking at the arena, it's unclear right now if the name will change. You would probably assume it would, uh, considering that they owe the Thunder like a million or something dollars to, to keep that name on the stadium. And some names out there could be like Sonic or Loves uh, or Paycom. Names like that, who you know around Oklahoma City, I'm not. I'm not sure how this is all going to play out, but you might see a name change uh, to Chesapeake Energy Arena pretty soon. So shifting over to NBA news right now, let's talk about the NBA continuing to do the right thing in this climate. And we talked yesterday about how they allowed players, and they're going to allow players to customize their jersey to where instead of saying James on the back of LeBron's jersey, it can say something. Uh, it can have a statement on there uh, to support Black Lives Matter, to support um, the movement with, within the league and within social injustice and, and allow them a platform. They've taken that a step further right now, and they've put Black Lives Matter on the midcourt of every um, arena at Disney World and on the sidelines of every arena at Disney World. And I really think that they should be applauded for doing that because I've been guilty of this too, but we... we Went into this bubble whenever we heard Kyrie and things like and people like that say, you know, this would take away from the from the uh, cause from the Black Lives Matter movement, and we said, hey, you're going to have a huge platform with everyone watching the NBA. Uh, but the more you sit back and think about that, we were talking about press conferences, which are, which are very easy to avoid. If you do not want to hear 
Billy Donovan speak, you don't have to listen. You don't, you don't have to tune into that. You won't miss anything. If you don't care about what Chris Paul has to say, you won't miss anything. I mean, how many of you out there actually did sit down and watch the Fox Sports Oklahoma pregame show where they interview Billy Donovan? How many did? How many of you did seek out videos and clips of, of people talking that didn't just become you know a, a meme on Twitter and circulate throughout Twitter? You know, th- that's kind of disingenuous to assume that they would have that big platform because, again, it's easy for everyone, even the most diehard NBA fans, to avoid press conferences. It- it's very easy to move on after the game ends. But this way, they truly do have a platform. They truly have a, a-, a place to express themselves where it's in your face. And-, and-, and unless you're not going to watch the NBA, you are going to hear them. You're going to see them. You're going to um, acknowledge what's happening in their communities and and listen to them because it's going to be right in front of your face on the jersey, on the court, everywhere you look. This will be a moment for the NBA to take a stand and to really bring light to um, prevalent issues and and important issues and important topics and give their players a platform that no league has ever done. Now, leagues have, have... allowed people to speak out at press conferences at times. But again, those are easy to avoid if you do not want to hear it. You cannot avoid this. If you're going to watch the NBA, you cannot avoid how people think and how people feel about these issues. It's going to be on their jersey. It's going to be on their court. It's going to be talked about, you know, if they have silent reporters, you know, interviewing them at halftime and things like that. It'll be talked about right on the court. This is an important step for the NBA. And this is a, a, pioneer step for the NBA. I don't think that we will see any league do anything remotely close to this uh, or would it would have even dared to do anything like this. But the NBA has been at the forefront of, of promoting their players and listening to their players and trying to better their players and their players' platform and expressing themselves. And this is just another step that they're taking because this is unavoidable. This is in your face and this cause should be in your face. Uh, so this is this is an awesome move by the NBA and Chris Paul. I'm sure had a huge hand in this as the president of the PA uh, NBA PA. So this is awesome. I applaud the NBA for doing this because again, this is an in-your-face move. This is something that no league has ever um, embraced and has ever, uh, especially, led a charge in, in facilitating. So credit to the NBA, credit to Adam Silver and everyone involved in this decision making. Uh, but now we shift over to more of a a scary topic for NBA fans that are just desperate for basketball to return and, and to watch basketball again. We're seeing an outbreak in COVID-19 around the NBA. And I've said all along, this is nothing to be concerned about. Everyone within the league, everyone within front offices and within the team and even the players themselves expected tests. They expected positive tests before they traveled to Orlando. The issues becoming where you're seeing guys like Spencer Didwitty test positive with symptoms. You're seeing DeAndre Jordan, who has asthma, test positive, and he's opting out of the Disney World bubble. And you're seeing the Pelicans have three more players test positive, um, you know, just today that are unnamed, so we're not sure who they are. Uh, but Spencer did what he's on the fence about going to Disney World. DeAndre Jordan has already opted out, which I applaud him for doing that. And the worst news of the day is that the Nuggets had to close their facility because they've had so many um, um, positive tests from COVID, from their, quote, traveling party, which, again, the traveling party is like 35 people, uh, from players to coaches to trainers and things like that. They've had so many positive tests, they've had to shut down their facility. So after the break, we're going to talk about what that means and what that can do 
to the Disney World bubble. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto because Rock Auto is a family-owned business. It's been serving auto parts for over 20 years online. 20 years ago, you still had dial-up internet. You couldn't work an email, but you could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com and saving a ton of money to do so. Whenever you go to a local chain auto parts store, they never have what you need. They're just gonna look at you, ask you a bunch of questions you have no idea how to answer. They're gonna type on their computer and then turn you right back around after they've ordered a part online and then they're gonna upcharge you for that part they ordered online. Order it yourself online and forget the upcharge. RockAuto.com can save you 30%, 50%, or even 100% on the exact same auto part. They have a very easy-to-navigate website that's very user-friendly. Find all the parts your car will ever need with an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I, I did want to end the show with something that is a bit concerning. And again, this, this show is, is going out on Wednesday and a lot can change between now and Wednesday and a lot can change between now and the next time we record a show on, you know, on Monday, uh, Monday morning. But the fact that the Nuggets have had to close their facility is a bit concerning to me um, about if this season can actually go on without a hitch because we're seeing um, the COVID spike around the nation. We're seeing you know health officials saying that we haven't seen the worst of this spike just yet. And the plan had always been to Get your positive tests now, quarantine those players, get to the bubble safely, uh, get to the bubble without any positive tests, and then stay in there, uh, locked down in that bubble, uh, and, and, and avoid an outbreak. And I still think that, that plan is is a go. I still think that, that plan is on, and it will happen. Um, but the fact that we're seeing such rampant testing to where you have to close down an entire facility is a bit concerning. It's something that needs to be discussed. Again, I still think that this plan happens. I, I still think that it goes off and, and it ends up working out, uh, but while everyone did expect positive tests, I don't think anyone expected it to be so bad that you close facilities down after the positive test, uh, but we'll have to wait and see how this kind of all unfolds, but it is something interesting to bring up at the end of the show. It is concerning for sure, but again, I still think we will see basketball being played on July 30th, the Thunder will tip off on August 1st, and once we get rolling in the bubble, Everything should go according to plan because of, you know, limiting who goes in and who goes out of the, of that bubble. We should be all right to continue the season, but it is something to continue to monitor as we progress throughout this uncertain period, which is such a, a cop-out thing to say, but it's really the only thing you can describe this period in time as. But be good and be good to one another. Enjoy your July 4th weekend, and we'll see you next week on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.